The Freemasons in 1917 celebrated their bicentennial by marching in front of St. Peter's Square in the Vatican with banners declaring, and I quote, Satan must reign in the Vatican, the Pope will be his slave, end quote. Many people think that Freemasonry is a well-intentioned economic institution, sort of necessary to join in order to climb the corporate ladder while supporting charitable works, of course, that kind of relieve poverty and help society progress toward a more humane tolerance of our fellow man. It's in the spirit of liberty, equality, and fraternity, after all. So then, what are all those people concerned about? about Freemasonry and Masonic lodges, are they all conspiracy nuts? Is there no basis for any concern? So why would the Catholic Church, until recently, of course, be concerned about Freemasonry and belonging to their lodges? Well, that's our topic on this episode of The John Hunter Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, let me remind you that applications for LifeSite internships are now open. If you're ready for the adventure of a lifetime to fight for life, faith, family, and freedom, join us today at LifeSiteInterns.com. That's LifeSiteInterns.com. The bulk of what I've got to say today is from a series of articles at LifeSite News by Raymond Maria. You got to check this out. It's going to answer many of the questions you have about Freemasonry. So if you want to know more, go to lifesightnews.com and look up the author, Raymond Maria. So according to the 1723 document, which is actually considered by the Masons themselves to be one of their founding and governing documents, it's called the Anderson's Constitution. So they say Freemasonry is supposed to be, and I'll quote it for you, that religion in which all men agree leaving aside their particular concerns to themselves. And it goes on to say that it is the center of union. So in other words, the Masonic claim is that the Lodge is a universal brotherhood, and that's why it is precisely a claim that it is a universal religion. Freemasonry's theological doctrine is that from its earliest documents, Masonry claims the prerogative of being a universal religion above every particular sect, denomination, or personal persuasion. Now, the Constitution actually calls Freemasonry a religion itself. That reference is actually found in a prohibition against internal quarrels. You can read it in Anderson's Constitution in Article 6, Number 2, and it says, and I'll quote it for you, no private peaks or quarrels must be brought within the door of the lodge about religion or nations or state policy. We being only as Masons of the universal religion above mentioned and so on. Now they say that that's a direct quote again. So there's a Masonic insistence that whatever the names for God by which members are accustomed to address him in whatever denomination of Christianity, whatever they were part of, 
that in their own religion, in the lodge, God is to be called by this name, and I quote, the grand architect of the universe, end quote. According to the testimony of David Gray, who's a Catholic convert from Freemasonry, he actually rose to the sublime degree of Master Mason. He held the office of, and I quote again, high priest of a royal arch chapter. According to Gray, the sacraments of Freemasonry are the three degrees of entered apprenticeship, fellow craft, and Master Mason. Gray actually reveals that in Masonry, a, and I quote, White lambskin apron represents purity of life and rectitude of conduct that is essential and necessary to gain admittance into the celestial lodge on high where the supreme architect of the universe forever presides, end quote. So upon the conferral of a Masonic degree, among other things, the ritual consists in assumption of the obligations pertaining to that degree and a blood oath of secrecy made to God before a candlelit altar, with the stonemason's square and compass set upon an open Bible. Now, as Gray points out, in spite of differences that exist between various Masonic lodges and their you know, whatever rituals they may have in their customs. He says, and I quote, the fact of the matter is that all Freemasonry shares the same principles. It is those principles that plot against the church. Whether some Freemasons express those principles in the public sphere and other Freemasons express them only in their private relationships is only a distance in the accidents of the articulation, but not in the substance. The Freemasons are all about plotting against the church, at least according to Gray. Moreover, Masons firmly deny original sin and all supernatural divine revelation. Instead, they follow the rationalist philosophers of the Enlightenment, and the Masons hold that human reason alone is an ultimate judge of all things, and that human nature is neither inclined to sin nor in need of the redeeming grace of Christ. So it's very much opposed to what the Catholic Church teaches. But why has the Catholic Church traditionally taken up the Masons even with more vigor than false religions? How has the Church traditionally actually addressed Freemasonry? You'll see it's pretty severe, more severe than dealing with other religions. So why is that? Well, it's because of what Grace said already and we just heard that they are actively opposed to the church. They're fighting the Catholic church particularly. So in Rome's first response to the rise of the Masonic lodges, Clement XII in 1738, in a papal bull called Eminenti, judged Freemasonry so serious a matter and membership in it so dangerous that he imposed an automatic excommunication on any Catholic who joined the Freemasons. The lifting of this excommunication was reserved or could only be done by the Vatican itself, by the Holy See. And later popes who required the Catholic who had joined the lodge to make known to his bishop the names of of any other Catholics whom he knew also to be Freemasons. 
Just a quick note before we return, if you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. So Clement XII's sentence of excommunication was expressly renewed by successive popes many times, and it was also incorporated into the 1917 Code of Canon Law. And although not explicitly mentioned in the 1983 Code of Canon Law, there was a special intervention also in 1983 from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, while Ratzinger was in charge of it, that basically stated that the rules and uh, penalties are still in place, as from the 1917 Code. So, in the encyclical Humanum Genus, Leo XIII laid out several fundamental reasons why Freemasonry has been condemned as irreconcilable with Christianity. But I want to take a look just at three of them. First, all members of the Freemasons are bound by an oath of secrecy. Now, in warning Catholics against joining the Masons, Leo XIII pointed to the severity of the Masonic secrecy as the first indication of a more criminal intent behind the facade of brotherhood. He said, and I quote it for you, Candidates are generally commanded to promise, nay, with a special oath, to swear that they will never, to any person at any time or in any way, make known the members, the passes, or the subjects discussed, end quote. Not only does the Masonic Lodge bind all members by an oath of secrecy, but it actually hides many things from lower members that are known and planned by those of a higher rank. Moreover, to be enrolled, it is necessary that the candidates promise to undertake to be thenceforward strictly obedient to their leaders and masters with the utmost submission and fidelity and to be in readiness to do their bidding upon the slightest expression of their will, or, if disobedient, to submit to the direst penalties and death itself. End quote. Pope Leo continued, As a fact, if any are judged to have betrayed the doings of the sect or to have resisted commands given, punishment is inflicted on them, not infrequently, and with so much audacity and dexterity that the assassin very often escapes the detection and penalty of his crime. End quote. Well, so much for the Masons' freedom, equality, and brotherhood slogan. In 1884, referring to the involvement of the Freemasons in toppling the Papal States and their work to remove all influence of the Catholic Church and civil society, with the goal of finally destroying the papacy itself, Leo XIII wrote, quote, But against the apostolic see and the Roman pontiff, the contention of these enemies has been for a long time directed. They especially desire to assail the church with irreconcilable hostility, and that they will never rest until they have destroyed whatever the supreme pontiffs has established for the sake of religion, end quote. Please, again, go to LifeSite News. Raymond Maria is the author of all this material. I'm just bringing it to you so you can go check it out. But it's a whole series on Freemasons, and it's going to be continuing. This is the kind of hatred for the See of Rome or for the Vatican, for the Catholic Church, that 
showed itself even publicly by the Masons in 1917. The Freemasons in 1917 celebrated their bicentennial by marching in front of St. Peter's Square in the Vatican with banners declaring, and I quote, Satan must reign in the Vatican, the Pope will be his slave, end quote. The event was actually witnessed in person by St. Maximilian Kolbe, who subsequently founded the Militia Immaculata to counter the efforts of the Masons against the Church and to work for their conversion. So amazing to see St. Padre Pio involved in this fight. So Leo XIII, at the end of Humanus Genus, said these words, and I quote again, Let no man think that he may, for any reason whatsoever, join the Masonic sect. If he values his Catholic name and his eternal salvation as he ought to, let no one be deceived by a pretense of honesty. It may seem to some that Freemasons demand nothing that is openly contradictory to religion and morality, but as the whole principle and object of the sect lies in what is vicious and criminal, to join with these men or in any way to help them, cannot be lawful. That's all for this episode, but be sure to check out the full series on Freemasons by Raymond Maria at lifesightnews.com. And until next time, may God bless you. Hi everyone, this is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video, and to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.